Right then, Frank, uh, slightly yeah. different from the last interview we did. Both of us stuck at home, but how are you? How am I? Um, well, touch wood. I'm well, but I'm bored out of my brains. <laughs> yeah, how uh, how busy have you been? Because obviously, I mean, the boxing world's come to a complete halt. Well, I haven't been able to do anything because obviously we've got no dates to aim for. As you know, in boxing, you announce a date and everything revolves around it revolves around that date and getting to the date. You know, with the press conferences, the guys in training to get to the peak condition for the date and so forth. So at the moment, with the gyms being closed with uh, no dates, we've got a date, hopefully, which is the uh, Daniel Dubois and Joe Joyce fight. Fingers crossed that gets over the line. But other than that, we can't announce anything. So we're in, like a lot of people, we're in no man's land. And, uh, you know, for us, it's sports. Some people, it's, you know, for some people, they've lost losing their jobs and they've got family members ill. You know, I'm poor, unfortunately, poor Anthony uh, Yard's father passed away with a virus. So, you know, as is like a pimple on a rhinoceros, which we you know compared with the problems that people are going through at the moment. But obviously it is our living, it's our way of life, and there are a lot of guys depending on it, certainly the guys, you know, further whose careers are further down, you know, further down than the top top notch guys at the moment or, or youngsters starting out. And it's tough for it's tough for us all. Have you ever known anything like this? A bunch of events to get cancelled or well what it's like the next three months of boxing is basically gone, isn't it? Have you ever known anything like that before? The only thing I knew about that was about nineteen sixty three when I was a kid. And the football season and a lot of events got cancelled because they had the big freeze there. I mean, it weren't people's health so much, but there was a big freeze. Uh, we had snow snowstorm and like really cold weather. And football shut down for around 10 weeks. There was no football matches. Pitches were frozen. Um, the roads were all, all blocked. Uh, you know, rugby and various other sports were cancelled. People get couldn't get to work. I was 11 at the time, but I do remember that. I do recall that when I was a kid. Mm. Have you spoken to a lot of the fighters? Because it's, I suppose it's different, you know, your, your kind of Tyson Furies and Carl Framptons and stuff, you know, they'll be all right because they make the big money from their fights. But there's a lot of them, you know, starting out and earlier in their careers who really go from fight to fight. Have you spoken to a lot of the kind of younger guys and guys earlier in their careers and, and, and told them, you know, it will be all right, just hold on? No, I've spoken to a couple of kids, but I've not had a chance to get, well, I say I've not had a chance, I just haven't, to be honest, you know, because the message that's, we, I mean, obviously our office and the matchmakers and everyone's in touch with it, but I think everybody understands where we are. Um, and it is really what it is. You know, I know all the managers that we've been talking to, because you remember, although some of the fighters, we manage a couple, but most of the fighters have managers. So we don't deal direct with the fighters, we deal with the managers. And, you know, the bulk of them know what the position, well, they all know what the position is. And it's very frustrating, as I say, for everybody. It's frustrating for you. Look what you're doing. You're at home. You, you know, how long does it take, take over a week to get there or two weeks to get this going, hasn't it? You know, so it's, mm. it's what it is. And you've got to just try and make the best of the situation. I mean, I think for the fighters, the best thing to do is to tick over, keep yourself, you know, you can, go, you can go out every day, as I say, for an hour or for your exercise. So go and do your runs and just keep ticking over. Don't get fat. Don't blow up. And uh, hopefully when this all ends, you can you know, straight back in the gym and we'll get some dates up and running and, and we can hopefully get back to some, some form of normality, I hope. Someone who's certainly been doing his best to make a positive out of it is uh, your mate Tyson, who's doing 
every every morning he's doing uh, workout classes, isn't he? Is it, have you been up there at 9 a.m. on his Instagram? I've been doing, doing it with him. I'm watching him. I'm doing it with him. <laughs> I'm having a job, though, picking my wife up and doing the press-ups, but I'm getting there. <laughs> I suppose you don't have all the, uh, the young kids running around like he does, so... No, I'm past that stage. Um, you know, I've got six kids, so I know what it's like. <laughs> yeah, Mind it's... you, I'm saying past that. I mean, you know, we've got grandkids, but obviously there's no grandkids because of the, what we're doing now with this, uh, you know, the, the isolation and so forth. Doing, doing lots of what we're doing now with, with, uh, with people, with family and so forth. Do you think in a time like this, I, I think because a lot of people are, you know, trying, uh, they're trying to volunteer and reach out to people a little bit more and... and Tyson now is obviously involved with the Frank Bruno Foundation and he, he relishes in his role as, uh, as mental health ambassador. Do you think he's kind of enjoying the fact that he's got that sort of responsibility in a time like this? Yeah, I do. I think he's taking it to heart. I mean, you know, it started off, we all know, what, you know it's well documented what his problems were, his mental health problems. And he's, you know, and like Frank, I mean, I was there with Frank. I was, you know, I actually was one of the people responsible for, you know, getting, you know, when Frank was badly ill with him and his, uh, his brother-in-law, Al Hamilton, I mean, we, we, you know, we advised them to, we advised the family to, so actually that he should, should be, be somewhere. And they, they obviously had, at the end of the day, it was so bad that he was uh, sectioned, um, which funny, when I was a kid, it's things like that, that was a big stigma about it. Now people are more understanding of the mental health issues, they, you know, they, you know, they, they're, they're far more uh, aware of how, how prevalent it is amongst people and how different people do it. And I think through Tyson having gone through it and the fact that you know Frank's been there as well, I think it's, uh, I think they do brilliantly. They're, 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 you know, for big guys like that, you know, big, you know, of their generation, for massive heroes, sporting heroes, to you know, to actually come out and admit. And say where you know the dark places they've been to, and how they come out of it, is a great inspiration. And I think that both of them take that very seriously, and they do a fantastic job. And Tyson obviously was going to have the Wilder three fight. We were thinking it was going to be sometime in July, somewhere in the middle of July. That's been moved back. Do you know any more about the date? I, I feel like it was said that it might be October third. You know what, they've been talking about October. It, no one knows what the date's going to be yet, Rob. The problem we got is no, every country's got a different situation going. You know, Vegas is completely shut down. You know, the hotels are shut down, casinos shut down. It's a complete lockdown there. They've laid staff off. So they've got to get up and running first. And that ain't going to happen in a couple of weeks. Mm. So when eventually this does get to a stage where, where, um, you know, where, we, where people hopefully can mix again and people can go back to work it's going to take time and then obviously you've got to look at what's the impact going to be at disposable incomes you know will people want to get on planes will they want to be traveling have they got the money to do all these things so you know in an ideal world we'd love it to go on that day if not before but we'd love that to get that on but that's not set in stone is there a possibility that kind of goes back to stage one again that just goes straight back to the beginning the negotiations there well, the negotiations are done. I mean, it's, the negotiations were done before the, before the, the last fight. Mm. It was, uh, you know, the, it's very simple. It's in, it's in the, uh, you know, it's, it's, it's in the contract. So we know what they are. We know what the splits are. We know all of those things. It's now to just basically get the date on, announce it, and, and get the fight on again. That's really where we're at. And as I say at the moment, we're all in no man's land. So that can't be determined yet. 
Have you seen any of the stuff from the last fight about the, the gloves going in? <laughs> oh. I mean, have you heard such <laughs> in your life? I mean, you, 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 you were in a dress room, weren't you? Yeah. Right, so you, you've been, you know, you have been Tyson's, what, last three or four fights in the dressing room. So you see what happens. when, And I don't think maybe people, you know, we know because we're in the business, but people outside the business don't know. And some of the people in the business don't seem to know what happens. I've been asked this question the other day, and I was quite amazed amazed where, who it came from. But when you're in, first of all, they the boxers wrap their hands on, agreed, on an agreed amount of bandage and tapes between the two camps. When they wrap their hands, people who are present there are obviously... Tyson's camp, Tyson's guys, trainer, guys wrapping his hands. You've got somebody from the from the commission there. In the background, you've got um, the drug testing guys who are with you all the time you're there. And plus, there's somebody from the other camp watching and inspecting and making sure they're happy the way the hands are wrapped. And that's whilst that's happening with Tyson, somebody from Tyson's camp was in Wilder's restaurant. Then they warm up. When it comes to putting the gloves on, they put the gloves on. The, the commissioner signs the gloves on the tape. They're taped up, then the commissioner signs them. And in the case of the last bite, there was somebody from the camp there. So once those hands are in that glove, which is tight from here onwards, tied up, so how on earth can you move your hand? It is impossible. It's stupid. I don't know what planet people on to come up with bullshit stuff like that. I've seen, I've seen the, the, the footage, and all it is is an open glove. You know, yeah. It's like him doing that with ten. It's just pathetic crap. Tyson, the best man won on the night. End of story. No excuse. You're talking about costumes and whatever else you want to call it. On the night, the best man won. The man who we always said from day one would be had to beat the Wilder. Not not for the last fight, for the fight before when he got robbed. Never been a, never for me was an issue. All the way through when we were doing our previews, I told you he would stop him. Did I not say that? I said he'd stop him in six and seven rounds. I knew he would do it. I knew he was capable of doing it. He probably could have stopped him a little bit earlier, but he stopped stopped Deontay, who was a going into that fight, you know, was was he was what he was, you know, a, an absolute punching machine, a monster, a big, big puncher. But it's you know, you have to have a bit more in boxing, he's just been out to punch. And that's what he came up against. A guy who had all the answers to the problems that he would have that, that he, he presented to Tyson, he had an answer for every one of them, and beat him at his own games. Took the centre of the ring and dominated the fight, and actually done a job on him. So, uh, so what so you're telling me, Frank, is your name was the first one on the petition to get the result changed? <laughs> <laughs> Listen, the big, the big, the one I was pissed off about. You want to really have a scream up and a moan? Was the first fight when he got robbed. Talking about what, what you said earlier about Vegas shutting down and not knowing whether um, people can travel and things like that. Last time I saw you at your office, you were mentioning that the, the Joshua fight in a perfect world happened before the end of the year. With the possibility of kind of restrictions on travel, do you think there's a possibility that the Joshua fight might actually skip the Wilder fight and come no. beforehand? No, it, 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 we have, there is a contract that both parties are contracted for that fight to take place. And that's where we are at the moment. What I was hoping, it would have gone on in July, the rematch. I expected Tyson to win that. I mean, that's my opinion. You know, who knows? Unless there was a miracle on Deontay Wilder's part. And then I expected Tyson to fight uh, AJ in November, December. That's what, we, that's, what, that's what our perfect world was until this 
this absolute nightmare had descended upon everybody. Yeah. Uh, let's move on to the Joyce, um, so, uh, Daniel Dubois versus Joe Joyce. That was meant to be April 11th. has now been moved. What, what's the new date for it? July 11th. July 11th. So, well, I mean, what what chance do we, we have at the moment? I don't what, know. What I mean, we, we only moved it to July the 11th because it was, what's it, about three weeks ago, I think we moved yeah. the date. And that was because the government at the time said that this would be over in three months. So we were in... Um, early March, so we go in April, May, June, and we thought, well, you know, early June, and it gives us roughly six weeks, five, six weeks, and a fight beyond. That was what the government was saying at that time. Yeah. And as we are, where we are now, I'm hoping it's still going to be on. Who knows what's going to happen? I, mm. I, I can't, I haven't got a crystal ball to say what's going to be. I mean, you know, it seems to me this hasn't peaked yet, this epidemic, but it looks like it's going to peak in the next two weeks by, the, by looking at what's happening in other countries. Mm. Um, according to what what the information that you're getting from various you know what are considered being knowledgeable knowledgeable sources, um, and then we'll see what happens. But but we're going to get to a stage where something is going to have to happen. Um, yeah. There's a lot of theories going on at the moment about this. You know, we looking people looking at what's happening in Sweden. The fact that people are still going to restaurants, as kids are going to school, and they shut the universities down. Um, they're still you know out and about on the streets and the, and they they're continuing to, to do that and everybody's expecting it to be a catastrophe but they're a sophisticated country and at the moment they seem to um seem to believe in what they're doing denmark were talking um about uh just after easter going back to you know people actually getting being able to let people mingle again again we will see so there's all different different thoughts and theories about this mm. Was there ever a point you were thinking about it was going to be behind closed doors or anything like that, or was it always going to be? Yeah, yeah, we had we, we, we had a lot of thought about that because uh, you know it weren't so much the big fights. I mean, I want to put Daniel Dubois and Joe Joyce on behind closed doors because it's a fight that needs a, it needs the, the the first of all financially it needs the revenue from the <laughs> gate, but more importantly it needs to but it needs the people, it needs the atmosphere, it needs all that. But if we, the, the guys who, who we mentioned earlier, like, you know, the fellas who uh, have not got, uh, you know, are not financially secure, not financially secure like those guys, you know, the guys, you know, sort of just starting out on maybe British title level and so forth, we were thinking about making some of those type of events and doing them behind closed doors. But to get them on, to get them done, they've got to get in gyms, be able to train, we've got to get them tested. To make sure there's no problems, you've got to get opponents in, and you can't get no one in from no other boxers from around the world to come to this country to fight. And more importantly, you've got to have the medical facilities there and the the, the security and so forth. So there are all those logistics and uh, things to, to to look at. And we thought it wasn't appropriate this time, bearing in mind, you know, the, the what people are going through to be even uh, putting that burden on the medical profession. So we'll see what happens again, as this is sort of that this is quite moves quite quickly and changes quite quickly. Let's have a look at it again in a couple of weeks' time and see where we are. Do you know where? Uh, I know Joe Joyce is is training back at uh, his local gym. Do you know where Daniel's training? Daniel is training at um, Martin Bowers. They and his brother Tony. They have a farm and they've set a gym up there, and that's where he is training. Is, is he sort of based out there now then? 
Well, he's ticking over. There's no sparring. Yeah. I mean, and you don't want to overtrain. You know, you know, the, you know, the art of training is getting a boxer to train to get into his. So on the night he's in his peak form and condition. So you don't want to be overtraining. So you've got to just, you know, you've just got to tick over and make, you know, he's a heavyweight, so he's not got to, or the heavyweights, they haven't got to worry about the weight as bad as much as, uh, you know, the guys who've got to fight on a weight limit. But you still don't want them to become too heavy and too, you know, put on too much weight. But um, they're, they're, they're good professionals, both of them. And they'll be, <clears throat> excuse me, they'll, I'm quite sure they'll be monitoring, this, monitoring their weight situation for fitness levels. Has, has Joe expressed any sort of concerns about Because by July, it will be a year since his last fight, won't it? Has he mentioned that at any point? Like if it gets if it gets pushed further back than no. July, he might need another one in beforehand. No, he hasn't. He hasn't done that. Well, you know, it, 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 you know, it's, it's obviously it's a shame what's happened. We are where we are. But the fights, you know, the fights on the sold. I mean, we, we, we were nigh on sold out. We've still got all those, t- you know, these people are still holding on to their tickets. We've only had a very small amount of refunds. I think it's less than 5%. So the people are holding on to those tickets and uh, that show will go ahead as soon as we can get it on. And then another show that uh, was was on its way, uh, we had the, the Josh Taylor card and yeah. we're looking like we were close to being able to announce Frampton versus Herring. Uh, any sort of ideas of dates for them? Are they going to be sort of July or August? Are they just completely up in the air again? I would think if that does come around, you know, depending on what happens, I mean, July would be the earliest, and um, you know, August, September. Who knows what's going to happen again there? But as soon as we can get get them on, we get them on. The other problem we're going to not me, but everyone, well, me and everybody are going to have are the venues, mm. because it's not just boxing. These venues are they cancel concerts, they cancel exhibitions, and all various sorts of events. So they're all going to be, get be rescheduled. So it's going to be it's going to be quite a um, it's going to be quite difficult to get some of this stuff away. Plus, you've got guys who still, who were, you know, who were going to fight in, you know, in, in June and July. We got, we, we're going to have to push them back. So yeah. they're going to, some of those fellas won't have fought for six, maybe seven months. It's a long time. So basically, you're going to be a very busy man in uh, in a few months. Well, I hope to be. I hope to be a busy man. Um, you know, that's what we, you know, we want to do. I want to get, get everything back on track and I want to get these guys back in the ring. I mean, they're, you know, a lot of them are suffering like the, like the general public are suffering. You know, in this day and age, it's dreadful what's happening. You know, that people are losing their jobs, getting laid off and all various things that's going on. I mean, it's just, these are very testing and worrying times for people and, and families. And, uh, you know, we just hope that if we can get our events back on, that obviously no one has the answer to anything. It is what it is. I mean, they're talking about football playing for, I was reading the other day, maybe three matches, teams playing three times in a week to finish the season. I don't know whether they're going to do that or not. I mean, I can't see any, no one's going to catch Liverpool anyway if they do play, whatever happens, but it's, it is what it is. And it's a, it's a real, um, you know, these, these are, you know, for sport, it's all up in the air and it's terrible times, but there are much more important things than that going on in the world at the moment, which is people's lives at risk and, 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 and their health. With the Premier League, what would be a West Ham fan, I think, personally, maybe. You well, we're 16th, yeah. just cancel it, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, you talk, I'm talking, you know, the problems, you know, we talk about the, the business side of this, because, you know, obviously there's as much as, you know, this is a business, and like, where, look at West Ham, they lost their shirt sponsor, their sleeve sponsor. Mm. They went bust. I mean, 
who'd have thought that? I mean, it's just, it's just this this thing's just absolutely spiraled. Out, you know, it's just, and you can say it is out of control because no one knows what's happening day to day. When you're hearing British Airways have laid off 80% of their, or put them on furlough, 80% of their staff, and they're big, these are big, big blue chip, big companies. It's mm. it, you know, it's very, very worrying times for the people, and uh, I just hope that it does resolve itself soon. I hope we can get some sport back on to hopefully give them a bit of, you know, bit of something to watch and and hopefully you know ease, you know, make them feel a bit bit better. All right, and Frank, well, thanks so much for your time. Uh, I mean, you know, I, I guess you'll get back to sitting around, right? Well, no, I'm going to do the old keep fit now. I'm going to pick the wife up and <laughs> oh yeah, get the can of beans out the out the fridge and use them as dumbbells. Well, the little the little tins, they're very small. Tins. <laughs> all right, mate. Well, keep safe, and uh, I'm sure and I'll you, speak Robin, to you soon. All- I look forward to it, mate, and everybody at BT, keep safe and keep well, and let's hope we'll see you giving you some sports soon. Lovely. Thank you very much, Frank. Cheers, mate.